0: If you're ready, and you're ready, and I'm ready, I need to push this button right here. to you by some guys on the internet. This is getting tabled.
1: With your hosts, Jason the Bruce. You guy! George the Yang.
0: I hope you're all entertained by my inaptitude.
1: Jason, a.k.a. Madger
0: Socks. We've been doing this and talking about various stuff. One of the stuff... Now sit back, relax, and get tabled. Hello, future people, and welcome to episode 90 of Getting Tabled with your host, Jason, breaking the law, Bruce. Oh, yeah. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, thanks for that.
1: It's, it's very easy to break the law when you have... No idea that people have done st- Victorian government. I really, really don't like you right now. Anyway, no, we no. also have the main man. Uh, the story of his demise was greatly exaggerated. He was not blown away. Um, nope. He's not even slightly damned. It's Airman no, Socks.
2: Airman? Yeah. to motors. Wow. It's all you deserve <laughs> for trying to run away.
1: <laughs> That, they told you that you don't matter. So clearly, you're just an airman.
2: Yeah, apparently so. So yeah, for folks that who don't know, I was involved with the evacuation. I was, I had to evacuate. I was in one of the mandatory evacuation zones for Ian, and yeah, woo! Uh, but we never got hit. Luckily, uh, unfortunately, if we have listeners down in the Sarasota, Fort Myers area, I feel sorry for you because seeing pictures of that area, I wish you all the best. If we have listeners down in that area, because yeah. it has been devastated if that hit our area i don't know if my house would be standing right now because of how much flooding they got down there and that's what they were expecting up here if it didn't hit south of here yeah but then we have george and i'm sorry about your cowboys george being beat by my byu cougars i'm sorry but no you're not oh well no, you're not. not Dude, not.
0: <laughs> I, I'm actually pretty, like, stoked of the outcome because that was pretty close considering BYU's nineteen ranked and were not, so... I know.
2: That, I was getting more worried at the first part of that game, to be true, truthful, So, but... Uh,
0: what I am highly disappointed in you, though, is there's no photo of you in an American speedo with an American flag and road flare strapped to your body while the typhoon is tearing through. Sorry, no. I
1: don't think the internet My... needs to see that either.
0: Should <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, we get to the uh, this
1: stuff? No, I have thing? a question. I have a question before we do.
2: Oh. Uh, was it nice meeting Dorothy and Toto? Yes, it was. It was very nice meeting Dorothy and Toto.
0: Good. Although Good. they
2: were a lot bigger. They're a lot bigger? Yeah.
0: Newly received or noteworthy information. Especially about recent or important events.
1: So this first story first, is an interesting one. It's like everybody is doing the same thing now. It's like I don't know. Contrast happens. Speed paint happens. Um, Scale 75 did their watery thing, which I reviewed and was not very happy with, but apparently it wasn't supposed to contrast. contrast. Uh, and people have been wondering where Vallejo are. And, well, here we are. We've got Roll Express Colour. The 90s have called, and they want their X's back. Uh, it's probably the only real criticism I've got is did they really have to spell it that way. It hasn't been cool for, like, 20 years now. Uh, says you. Yes, says me. Because I'm the definition of everything that is cool, if you ask me.
0: I I bet you 50 bucks, Socks, could go out somewhere in Florida right now, find some dude with a mullet, and ask him what he thinks of something being spelled with an X for Express. And he's going to be like, (laughs) hell yeah, brother, that's cool.
1: Express spelled like that to me sounds like a photocopy of Black Company.
0: It's just a thought. Um, So yeah, I'm really interested to see these, uh, just because Vallejo is one of those companies where it's like, they are a standard. Yeah, they are. Th- their standard they has been so. a
1: little bit up and down of late uh but mm-hmm. their standard like that they are that they are the number two company and have been for what 10 15 years um the thing I like like that they' they talk about their point of difference throughout this a couple of times um first and foremost there has been some significant people Involved in this, Unga Haraldes probably being the name that most people will recognize. Uh, Don Zerrantes is involved in this as well. Uh, there's actually previews available of some of the range on both of their YouTube channels. Uh, both people well worth following, in my opinion. Anga um, Heraldez is Spanish. Uh, Don Zerrantes is Filipino. Um, like I said, very, very good. Here's the thing I like. The bottles are Actually, properly transparent. None of this, um, like, half transparent stuff that makes the colour look weird. So you actually get to see the colour of the actual paint itself. So I'm kind of excited for this. I mean, I already have the Army Painter one. I mean, it's none of the contrast competitors are perfect, not even contrast itself, Mm -hmm. Um, but... The fact that everybody is going in this direction. There was a question at uh, the episode that I was on with Beast of War last weekend. Um, there was a point where Warren was asking, do we think that this is going to be like, this is just the standard now? No. No, it's just another alternative. Um, everybody has their version of it coming out because it's popular, but it doesn't mean that traditional painting is going away. I don't think anybody ever. Oh, absolutely really not. That I- uh, the thing I like is they also have a very significant range here. Uh, it's roughly it's double the size of the army painter one, and it actually has well, metallics in it. Yeah, that's that's, what I was, that's new.
0: That's what I was trying to get in there. Was uh, yeah, they've a metallic contrast. Yeah, that that is interesting sound um like how how is that gonna look you yeah. know like is is that going to be like because you know the, the problem with gw contrast is you know you have to have a very organic surface nothing you know a large flat panel so like space marines mm, doesn't work so well yeah. how would a metallic work on the smoother larger flat area you know it's is gonna that be gonna interesting to better say. appearance? yeah so um I super could more on
2: you. i could see on more like your weapons and stuff like that yeah um to, where it's going to be broken up um, for the metallics. Um, but going back to your comment about the old stuff going away in terms of the, the other style of paints, I don't think so, because if you think about the modelers, the true modelers that do the, the model aircraft, the model tanks, that kind of stuff, model ships, the large-scale stuff, they're going to want that standard color set most of the time because there's specific sets of paints that go along with that style, World War II, ships, and, and whatnot. Yeah. So. I don't think we'll, we'll see that style of paints going away. From- There's also not yeah, an it,
1: insignificant group of people that very much will turn around. and, But there is those that turn their nose up at the contrast just as a thing at all. Uh, I mean, I would argue that those people are wrong because you can't look down at other people's hobby. You don't like it, then don't do it on your own stuff. Don't judge other people for the skills that they are probably only just learning. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: I, I was going to say, you know, contrast is contrast is one of those things where i i like it for the fact that it's giving beginners into the hobby a leg up yeah it's, it's allowing them to do something in two weeks that would take you know months to years to develop at the most basic skill level and then encourage them to move on to the more advanced techniques that looks still look better than contrast regardless what you do yep so um and, and like, I said, you know, Vallejo being, you know, if you look, you know, th- they were the last one in on the color shifting paint, you know, yeah. I I, yeah, I I don't think it's, I think it's a choice of them not, you know, rushing a product to just get it on the market. I think it's, I think Vallejo is one of those companies where they will put a product out when their product is ready to go out.
1: Yeah. I mean, so, Army Painters hasn't been out for that long either. Um, Army Painters has a thing of reactivating at times, although I have not had any problem with it at all um army painter actually recently responded to the criticism of that uh because apparently the way that it works to prevent the pooling and the layer lines and stuff is actually what causes that uh but they are actually looking at it apparently so army painter are actually responding to the fact that there's been some criticism of their paint lines recent so that's good to say slight divergence but i'm very keen to see what this ends up looking like i, I can't really afford to buy yet another paint range uh but i would be very very curious to see what this ends up looking like i have been impressed with what i've seen so far on the channels that i spoke of earlier um moving on before we um socks have you actually played with any of these styles of paints i don't think you have have you
2: entres uh citadels you
1: have pl- okay you played with the originals then cool i wasn't mm-hmm. sure um very interested to see what the metallics look yep. like because i'm actually curious Got to a see right there. Oh, there you go. Uh I'm I'm curious to see how the metal will actually work. I mean, they wouldn't yeah, be releasing sure. it if it doesn't, but Yeah, that's
0: yeah, Look, I'm telling very, very curious last I'm very curious and interested to see how that works. Hmm. Um Is is Ben's getting some right or is he just like as hyped as we are? He's just as hyped you
1: know. as we are as far as I know. Okay. Um, okay. I don't know if he's looked at actually purchasing or not. You can't buy it yet; it's about to go into pre-order.
2: Yeah. I'll probably pick up a bottle of the dark gunmetal in the metallic just to see what it how it does. Because I usually use gunmetal on my my uh, legion weapons and stuff like that sometimes yep. as a highlight. So I might use it as and try it out just as a base coat. I,
0: I, I'm just going to go out there and say this: if you're not using gunmetal on guns, you're wrong.
2: No, they, <laughs> they
1: could be painted guns.
2: That could be. Okay, moving on. Anyways, we got some cool stuff coming out for Dropfleet. Yeah, I... Oh, wait, did I spoil spoil that? Oops. No, it was already on (laughs) screen when you said it. I know it was.
1: All right. So, first things first, we have a brand new Dropfleet Commander rulebook. This is... And starters. Yes, I I was getting to that. The the rulebook I actually have mixed feelings on, um, because the fact that we're getting a a 1.5 rulebook means very clearly that we're... Nowhere near to a second edition, and I do believe the game genuinely needs it at this point. Um, I think the game really does need a very big kick up the rear end with a proper real edition where this is kind of more just a. It's kind of like a little update like what Mantic have done with Kings of War, but I think Dropfleet really does need a full-on proper second edition at this stage. Uh, The two-player starter set I am much more excited about, though. So, well, it's not that I'm not excited about the rulebook. I will be getting the rulebook. I mean, we did need a new rulebook. I just have mixed it because I was kind of hoping that we had a second edition... Getting close, and mm-hmm. this means that we very clearly won't be having one for at least 12 months, if not, because they wouldn't be making this book if the new one was on its way, which I can't not be disappointed about that. Um, the new starter set? Uh, The reason behind this starter set is because they wanted something that was smaller uh, to get an easier buy-in for players. The new starter set has a mixture of ships, some of which you did see on the previous page. Some of the plastics are still here. So in the case of the UCM, you get two single-piece resin cruisers. These are alternate versions of existing ships, and you get one plastic cruiser. And four plastic frigates, so that's the existing plastic kits. Uh, In the Scourge, you get two single piece resin cruisers, one plastic cruiser, and four plastic frigates. Uh, You get the rule book, you get the same three by four playing surface, so on and so forth. Um, The big thing about this, um, I actually approached TT Combat, I actually spoke with the owner. I spoke with Louie because my question I was asking was, is this going to be the start of the plastics going away? Because with the market being the way that it is right now, in my head, I was kind of thinking, uh, is there a chance that maybe they're bringing everything in-house, reducing costs? Which wouldn't be a terrible idea, uh, but it would be a kind of a step backwards. I can confirm that is not the case. The plastics are definitely staying. So the plastics are not being replaced by the hard resin. It's just another option that we have, which is good. Um, I would have been quite upset if it was actually going away. So yeah, good news. I'm, I'm very happy about that. I really like the new ships too i think the new ships are very um, pretty I, I
0: think the ucm one i think it's a great look i think it's very unique i um, think the UCM's Resi- is
1: actually the better of them i i think that's the best and i can't say I, that for I, anybody I, else
0: i i don't think i don't think so um the resistance ones you know it's that uh that you know uh pre-conquest you know like ship look. so it looks great um the phr i don't like that extra hole on the top yeah the 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 the, the whole phr of like the long sleek the long smooth spindle. and now you've got this extra hump on it like uh,
1: the only thing like, i'm going to say is that we are we are on record a couple of times of saying that we felt that they kind of needed to do something different with the phr because everything kind of looked the same, so yeah, we, we I, I I can see what you're saying though. I don't. It's certainly not my favorite. Um, I think the Sheltari have been done really nicely. I think that's probably uh, that, the better uh, looking Sheltari ships I've seen for a while.
0: I, I I was getting there. The Scourge I think is is pretty good too. Because as much as I like the whole like all the fins coming off like this on the Scourge and like the yeah. long fuselage in the middle. Oh, this jet fighter look, I think, is a great look for him. Like, it makes the the wings feel more useful. Yep. I agree with you. Like, more part of the design instead of just slapped on the side. The Shaltari, I think, is pretty kicking. And here's why. If you look at all the ships, they have, like, their little sponsons hanging off and everything's coming off of this one centralized hull. Mm -hmm. Makes sense for the Shaltari. Looks good. This, I think, is better because it's all one piece. Everything's, like, interconnected. You don't have, like, large things hanging off to get shot at. You're you're one smaller profile. Um, That mothership, that looks so much better with the, you know and And I think you know, going forward, like even doing the heavy cruisers like that, where it's just like you just have a giant thing of guns coming off the front, oh, so good look the yeah.
1: shaltari ships I'm not saying that the shatari ships aren't nice; they are, but they do have a very fragile look about them uh, I mean, they're not fragile that I've ever been made aware of. uh they just look very fragile in the way that they're designed. These look much more solid and much more of a threat mm-hmm. um, I still think. The UCM, uh, the UCM are the best-looking ones here, I feel. Mm. They kind of I mean, feel like, they I, like skimmers, like the Eldar skimmers, sort of.
0: Yeah. I mean, it, uh, I, I think b- between the factions, right, I'd say the UCM and the Shaltari had the most dract- drastic, like, change. change. Oh, big oh, yeah. time. Yeah. And, I, I will and say this.
1: UCM, I'm kind of like, I'm waiting for somebody to doctor a picture of the Green Goblin standing on top of one of them.
0: Uh, the, oh, so, it, it, <laughs> it looks like the that thing is- that he's gotten Spider-Man, maybe. <laughs> yeah. It, 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 see, my argument for the UCM of, yeah, it still looks good, but what's the point with the thing sticking off the front? It's the same argument with the Shaltari. Like, why do Ooh. they have everything just kind of, like, hanging off the ship like that instead of, like, I'm attached? Back. Yeah. So it still looks good i i i I, th- I think the shaltari got the best glow up of the factions followed by the ucm the resistance i mean let's be honest they're they're the newest of the the armies so yeah they, they, they already are uh, diverse diverse enough between like stuff like this and like the um modular ships and stuff great. um the, the scourge is still good like I said, I just I don't think the the PHR, and, and I'm not going to disagree with what you said, Bruce. We we always said that they needed something different. This still wasn't it, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, no, I I, I can say so I was just calling that out because I kind of felt like it, somebody would say it otherwise. It,
2: it looks very short and stubby. Even though yes. these, are, these are heavy, these are battle cruisers or heavy cruisers. They just look short, and like the long, elongated holes that we're used to seeing. They look like they've been squished together a little bit. It's more. not the size of I the think-
1: ship; it's how you fire it. Yeah, I know that.
0: Definitely <laughs> because you know it's got broadsides. Uh, yeah. even like make it like you know more widen it. You know, like
1: yeah, I-, I can see what they're trying to do, but I don't think this is the. I don't think this is the look that they want. I, I can see what they're trying to do, but no, I do agree. I don't think this is the look that they want. Uh, but options are good. Options are good. Um, we also have a new set coming out for Cannavale. Mm-hmm. On this page as well. The Guardians of Malta. And I really like this. This is another set for uh, the Vatican that has a literal angel in it. Like, it's a literal angel. Uh, and some guy that's so angry at the ground that he's stabbing it. Yes, I realize that he's praying. But he's got angry he, he's and he, con- stabbed the, he stabbed the cobblestone. That cobblestone was evil. He, it needed to be killed.
0: He's consecrating it. And all the, the evil is being purged from the land. It's a thing. I know. But I'm having fun taking the taking the Mickey out of it. <laughs> um, can, can we go talk about the uh, the other carnival stuff? The uh the the, the, the one with the tentacles, the, the the secreting minx one or whatever. That's like yes, all sorts of gross and creepy and the, awesome. The, the, there's
1: also another one that I want to talk about. But yes, the secreting
0: mixin. Look at the mouth on that thing. Look this at that. is
1: all kinds of creepy. I the mouth continues down its neck too. Like, this is straight out of Cthulhu. Like, this is really twisted.
0: I, th- that's one of those things where it's like, you know, you ever look at those photos where, like, they Photoshop lamprey mouths onto, like, fingertips, and it's just like, that's that. Yeah. That is, ugh. Well, it almost looks like his eye is, he's got a singular eye at the
2: very top of his mouth, too. It's kind of, it almost looks like an eye, but I, I don't think it is. No, I think,
1: the eyelid. I think that's the throat that opens. Possibly. You're talking about the thing with the little slit eyes. down the middle? No, I don't think it does either. yeah. I think it's more of a giant leech by the look of it. I really, really, really like this. Uh, We also have crab people. Grab people. Like, quite literally, it's a giant crab people. If it was red, then it would be straight out of South Park. It looks very similar. Uh, I really, really like this guy. The the Rasharik really being spoiled at the moment with all of these new fish creatures. And we have Matriarch's Brood, which, by the sound of it, I'm guessing is a queen that gives birth to all of these other horrible-looking things, and I say horrible in the most complimentary way way possible. Like These things are horrible, but they're supposed to be. Um, Whoever it is that painted the eggs to look see-through like that, uh, I hate you forever because there's no way I'll ever be able to do that like seriously you're horrible and and you should be ashamed of yourself uh, because how dare you have talent can, I think-
0: can we also talk to, talk about something real quick yeah look how great the bases
1: oh yeah no the, the bases yeah. are awesome i uh, mean these bases that they're using in the pictures are add-ons that you can buy they are resin sculpted bases that you can purchase separately i have some of them actually somewhere
0: 16 for nine pounds which yeah not bad that's pretty that's pretty reasonable
1: yeah, I quite like the new sunken plaza ones, where it's kind of like a that's, mixture of the plaza and... Yeah. Yeah. But I
2: have, I have I the solid ones.
1: I have the solid ones like what's in the picture, um, which is more of your traditional cobblestone, as opposed to the plaza is kind of... It's got the curves and stuff. Uh, this new stuff looks absolutely amazing, Louis. This is all very pretty. Um, Yeah. Can't really argue much about that. Uh,
0: and and the- if you need a... Re- if you need a reason to buy some, uh, if you're U.S. based, remember the the pound and dollar are as close as they've been as ever. So, yeah,
1: that is a very uh, good point, George.
0: It's uh right now as I, I look right now, a dollar eleven to a pound. Yeah, so, so it's that, actually that's going up little, a little bit. Uh, four four cents. cents. Four cents. The last time on the dollar, yeah, the last it
1: was a dollar three last week when I told you that you should be buying things. Dollar seven was it? Oh, okay. I stink around.
0: Yeah, but still, you, usually when it's like two to one almost, this is phenomenal. Uh, even for you, Bruce, it's a seventy four to a pound.
1: That's not great for- Oh, no, hang on. I'm the other way around. That's about normal. Oh, is it? Yeah.
0: Okay. Actually,
1: no, I think that's more than it normally is. Oh, I don't know. Uh, moving Anyways. on. We have scenery to look more at idea. as well. Yep. Um, so- I quite like the dockyard cranes. The, most of what we're looking at today is also going to be for Carnavalo, uh, because that's kind of the new stuff. I quite like the modular wall sections here. They're quite nice. Uh, could quite easily fit into pretty much anything fantasy, really. I actually prefer the Fadako walls, personally, just because they feel a little bit more chunkier. Um, I don't know. Like, that. just the Eastern European... Style wall, just as opposed to the the fancy French castle looking things. Uh, I I really like, that they feel straight out of something from Assassin's Creed, like the early games. Uh,
0: I, I was I was going to say it feels very Dark Ages, you know, before the flying buttresses and architectural advances advancements where everything had to be blocky and chunky to support, you know, yeah, everything above it. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Um, there is a few other things that we've looked at previously. I don't think we actually looked at the Bowery stacks. They are a very simple kit, but a very simple kit in a very good way, because uh, you can kind of build them any any way you like. Otherwise, everything so else, I'm I mean, pretty sure we've looked at.
2: The Bowery stacks almost remind me of the uh, if you've seen the movie Ready Player One, the little stacks with all the that the kid lives in.
0: If you've seen the movie? That makes sense. Yep. All all the all the stra- tra- stacks trailer homes. Yeah, pretty much. It's a terrible yeah. movie.
1: So I've never seen it actually. I've seen sections of it. If you've read but... the
0: book, don't, If you've read the book, don't bother with the movie. I haven't read the book, and I probably never will. Uh, Then watch the movie, then read the book.
1: (laughs) Uh, We have a really, really, really pretty set coming up for Marvel Crisis Protocol, and I want so many parts of this, it's not funny. Uh, So this is another one of the diorama sets that they've been doing. Uh, This one, I think, is a little bit better than the Spider-Man Doctor Octopus one because it's actually a usable piece of terrain, and the bases that they come on literally work in the terrain, like if you go back, you can actually see there's a hole cut yeah. out for where it's supposed to be, and it looks like it's supposed to be there, much like they did with the Thanos uh, with his throne. But it also just looks like a really cool piece of terrain as well. So this is very clearly supposed to be the opening to one of the Weapon X areas. And we've got a new version of Hulk and a new version of, sorry, not Hulk, a new version of Wolverine and a new version of Sabretooth. So if you want to paint up something to look like the movies, this is probably the closest that we've gotten so far. Uh, plus, we're
0: going to buy it. would. I, I would argue these versions of Wolverine and Sabretooth are more uh, true to the comic books.
1: I would agree. I'm just saying that you could paint these up to look like you wanted. Mm-hmm. Well, it, like you wouldn't have I, to jump I, much.
0: I, yeah. I, I also think that Wolverine is one of the few castings where it's just like they couldn't have found anyone better to portray that part, like the look.
1: Yep. Yes, I know that he's too tall, but he was still the best choice. And I'm really excited for Deadpool 3. <laughs> <laughs> i so excited for Deadpool 3. If you haven't seen the trailer, uh, go and watch that after you're finished here because it's it, it's worth it. It's a giant troll, but it's worth it. Uh, I really like this. Um, like they, they're not doing a lot of these, which I think is probably clever, uh, but I like the fact that we are actually getting some sets like this where it's not just new characters they're actually doing something a little bit different the rival panels are fun
0: yeah i I think those are i i I like the idea because you know it's not it's not just a mini for the game it's like you know if you're more of the hobbyist where you enjoy painting more than playing this is something where it's like ooh, i get a little diorama that i don't have to like build everything from scratch
1: i will say this and this is a very negative opinion that price is ridiculous I need to notice that. Um, that's $100 before tax. That's insultingly expensive.
0: Yeah. I, that's yeah, going to make yeah, it like yeah. $170
1: or 180 bucks for me by the time you take the Australia yeah. tax in.
0: Well, I was just going to say, if you just do a straight conversion, that's... Uh, oh, hang on. That's... Uh, where's that? It that's uh, 156 straight across conversion before you add in taxes, VAT, any of that. Mm. I don't know. That just seems very expensive. I'm wondering what the Spider-Man one costs. 60 I just looked
1: at it. I mean, it is a much bigger piece of terrain, I suppose, so maybe that's still... That's a lot of money. Oh, well, moving on. Games Workshop continue to do Games Workshop things. We're going to discuss a little bit more about that later. Um, But we have some more previews. We have another assassin, which is, again, very reminiscent of the original uh, clade assassin or the Adamus lead assassin i honestly don't like this i just don't i'm sorry i don't I, like this I, at all
0: i know how you would like it bruce mm-hmm. how paint would i white, like it? paint it white and call it storm shadow
1: i don't like the sculpt at all honestly i think it looks horrible uh, right the- that's
0: what i'm saying paint it white and it'll look like storm shadow
1: yeah uh i had thought i had thought that it kind of looks a little bit more gi joe-ish uh i think it's the gun personally i think that's what throws it off for me the gun looks too bad big and two imperial? Well, it imperial. imperial
0: it's just horrible this feels really assassin. lazy yeah he's an he's an assassin for the imperium what does the imperium have for guns that i know so it's I, i'm sorry if, if, if he's gonna have a you know sword on the back and you know the nice looking uh you know dagger attached to his leg and whatnot why does he need a gun right like isn't his point of like being the assassin to why does he have the sword use nah. the sword why does he look like a ninja you Sneak and use the sword. That, that's my argument. Yeah. Well,
1: I, not everything can be hit out of the park. I, I just personally don't like this. It, it actually has been praised online pretty heavily by the fan base. So I, I'm in the minority here. Well, we're in the minority here because you agree with me. Um, I just honestly, I just i think this is ugly the head is the best looking part of it everything else is just really lazy cut
0: off the right arm and it's a good looking mini
1: socks i know you're not a huge games workshop person anyway but
0: no it still doesn't do anything for me
2: like
1: what I've about in comparison stuff. you've seen better stuff
0: yeah some of the stuff that we've seen in the past well and to be fair his argument you know he has star wars as his main thing star wars assassins are like yeah, but he does level.
1: because we talk about it regularly, he does see their other stuff. So it was more how he feels about it in comparison to that stuff. And obviously he agrees not as good as their Garbage. regular quality. Yeah. Cool. Uh Leagues of Votan. We are gonna be talking about this a little bit more. Well, not specifically this, more the subject in and of itself. Uh Games Workshop actually released a video this week. We're not going to talk about the overall chat. We're going to have a little bit more to talk about that later. But it's pretty fair to say that the release of this from a rules perspective has not gone to plan. It's kind of gotten some very negative reactions. Uh, It was pretty much immediately banned from the tournament scene in Germany. There may be other countries that have followed, but I know that Germany banned it outright. You are not allowed to use the Leagues of Wotan in Germany tournaments right now. Um, I, yeah, this is, to some extent- There's more to come on this big topic. Yes. (laughs) To some extent, I think it's fair to say that this has been coming for a while and that we have been warning that this was going to happen. Uh, But yes, we are going to discuss more about this later. Our main topic in Game Talk is going to be balance versus power creep. Uh, And we're going to try and actually have a fairly reasonable conversation about it. I think you might be surprised about some of the stuff we have to say. Uh, So we're going to quickly move on. We have a new version of Warhammer Underworlds. I kind of feel like the previous version only just came out. I, I'm kind of confused uh, in saying that. The minis in this are absolutely gorgeous, and I kind of want them. Uh, but I could have sworn that we only just got the previous one. Um, yeah. We've got these kind of, I think the bug guy is kind of cool. Uh, but like, they're kind of like a barbarian. They're kind of wearing their their prey around their head. And then we have, I think, what might be my new favorite Games Workshop Undead models. I mean, they kind of are, like they're just an alternative ones that we've had. Really, the leader in particular in this is really, really fun. I really like that.
0: I I, I would argue this is probably some of the best undead skeletons in miniature gaming, as far as looks wise.
1: Yeah, I can't disagree with you. Um, my favorite undead skeletons at this point still belong in Bushido. Um, I I still think those really creepy ones with all the mist around them are still my favorite. But these feel like they're straight out of the Black Cauldron, and I love that movie. I really like it. Yeah, I was it.
0: gonna say the the beastman looking one, they they look like they would fit right in with a uh oh what is it? Uh it's the ones that have like the, the, the frost tusk things for, for giant mounts.
1: The, the the ogres? Is it the ogres? Yeah, maybe it is the ogres. If you're talking about the ones that have like the giant frost crates, yeah. Oh
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah, the um the uh Orger uh Ma tribes. Those guys look like they'd fit right in with those
1: despite the fact that they're human. But, yes, yeah, so I can see what you're saying. It's like they're, they're kind of trying to steal the yoga aesthetic there, which makes sense, I suppose, in the in the realm of chaos. You've got to have a little bit of everything. Um, I, I don't know. I kind of feel like Underworld is kind of... I think they're doing too much. I think they need to slow down. Um... Because I kind of feel like we're getting new version. Way too. I swear that we only just got the previous one.
0: Yeah, I, well, that might I, be because I, uh, well, we
1: didn't get it here in Australia until much later, too. Though.
0: Well, and I I would almost argue too with uh, some of the the Games Workshop stuff. You know, they find something that's like, oh, people are buying this. Let's make more of it, and they'll buy more of it. Yeah. And then they they I'm, saturate I'm the market bored. with their own product. And
1: you know. uh, I'm bored of Underworld at this stage. I look, I know that the audience is still out there buying it, uh, but I'm I've reached a point where I'm board point i'm just tired of seeing like there's some really cool stuff here but we're seeing that much of it that they're all starting to feel like they look the same that's the problem i have. uh but moving on i suspect that i'm we have a new curse crate coming for black studios so
0: the curse I, crates- I was just gonna say what, what in universe would you ever think you would be popular uh, that's fair <laughs> um don't look back is
1: a game that we love i i like, this is awesome. Um, the Cursed Crates are a regular expansion that they do. It's like two or three expansions in the one box. This particular one comes with a Pack Hunter expansion, which is kind of really creepy guys that are going around the city trying to kill you. It comes there's, with.
0: There's two. Yes. There's two Pack Hunters.
1: Yes, I haven't finished talking. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, you, you, you just said
0: one, and I was just like, I can't I, I know.
1: Can count. I'm still talking. There's the Dark Pact. This is a card set as well uh there's the pack hunt expansion rules then there is what george is talking about there is the killer pack these are more of a cult-like looking status and then there is the dark hunter which is a free mini that you get as part of this um so this is kind of like it it's several things all coming out at the same time in one box it's slightly cheaper because you're buying it in the pre-order 65 bucks for everything that's coming in it they also have a really cool false idol thing which is a limited edition Seth Wall art with his head being cut off I kind of like that (laughs) Uh, and the Gord Reaper is back we've got the third version of that box set now this one is kind of a little bit more ghosty Mm -hmm. Uh, I think I prefer the look of the second one personally that's just my personal taste the Northwood zombies are fun it's zombified versions of some of the characters from the game previously that I do love and we definitely don't have the house from Halloween that's definitely not what we're looking at here uh, it's definitely not that, and it doesn't come with a Michael Myers mini. Uh, I don't even know why you're suggesting that it does. Uh, I think their scenery just continues to be amazing.
0: Well, let let's be honest. Uh, I think a lot of their scenery for the next little bit is going to be like, yeah, but it's not that mall. Oh, I
1: know. The <laughs> no. mall is the best looking kit that the industry has seen. So, but-
0: um, yeah, I mean, th- their stuff still looks good, but now it's just like, oh yeah, cool. You you did a two story house. You did you did another <laughs> house. <laughs> But let, let me let me go get excited about a house where's the subway actually, station r- right yeah where, or uh where's the uh uh what do you always find next to a, a mall like the strip mall or you can make a strip uh, mall
1: also i'm pretty sure there is uh i could be wrong but I'm pretty sure they make a subway sure they but for me to find it it would take them so we're not going to find it he actually says. they do I thought that where is it
2: the Arclight metro I found under terrain modern arc light metro and Thank boy you. oh boy does that look cool Yeah,
1: it's another well, very oh, no, pricey oh, subway set. station <laughs> but this is just perfect for well um the first thing that comes to my head is the marvel game did what? you not look
0: at the picture yeah, where it's got others.
1: the hulk no i am i still looking through <laughs>
0: yeah
2: oh there we go it literally, it literally it has literally, literally.
1: <laughs> the main reason i thought of marvel initially is when the game was first previewed it was previewed on terrain that looked very similar to this i'm starting to wonder if maybe it was this set maybe i don't know um licensing i don't know like that they, they somebody else made the terrain for them i don't remember who it was but this looks very very familiar so it might have actually been their terrain that was being uh i really really like anyways this,
2: this one looks i don't cool
1: like too. I, I don't like the 635 dollar price not that i'm saying no. it's not worth it it's a huge set it's very clearly worth it but oh my
0: well will you take into account the stuff's pre-painted
1: yes Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not arguing on the price. Uh, All right. Coming up next, the Night Models website is screwing me over. What the... Oh, it looks like I'm going to skip a few things. No, this happened with the the links initially too, and I fixed them all. They seem to update their link URLs. Uh, So, Alfred Pennyworth that link works so let's look at alfred uh it has been suggested that this might be a re- recreation of the artwork from just after batman's backup broken i don't know if that's true or not but he's standing in front of the the clock where the secret entrance is holding up his cape re- and his cloak rather ready for him to don it um that's really annoying it really annoys me i had like a whole lot of things that i was going to show off for the batman game yep oh well we're not going to look at much more Batman because they screwed me over. Um, they also have uh, some Red Lantern stuff that's coming. Uh, there was also a face-off with the Joker, where the Joker is beating up. Uh, it's the scene from Death in the Family where he's killing uh, Robin. Um,
0: it was yeah, it was all very very pretty. And now have can, can, can I just talk about the fact that this company apparently does a Harry Potter miniatures game?
1: Yeah. They've been making that for quite a while, actually. I don't know how good the game is, because I've never really looked into it. Um, But I know it's got a following. Knights, a knight model, actually, like, they do have some pretty... This is who used to have the Marvel franchise, but Marvel weren't very happy they were doing with it away. So they used to do both upon a time. And now all they do is disappoint me by sharing links. Oh! Oh, oh! I found it. No, it's a cold? Oh no, they've actually taken it down. Okay, so they on the very front page. The banner that rotates. The very first image that comes up is the mini that I'm talking about. Uh, but it oh, seems like okay. they're having yeah, yeah, yeah. they're having issues with their website. the The actual website itself is playing up. So you'll also see Street Jesters, uh, that diorama that I was referring to, uh, the Alfred that we've already shown, uh, and it looks like it's just those three. Oh no, we do have the gas puppets. We've got some citizens that's been taken over by the Joker and Calculator, which is a very weird character. Sorry, it just is. Uh, and then it just starts resetting. So, yeah, some really, really nice looking stuff there. Um, uh,
0: I, I will say, having having you explain that, look at that. The Supergirl Guy Gardner uh, Red Lanterns, those look really good.
1: Oh, you actually found them! I couldn't find them.
0: Yeah, it, I, I had to go to the left. So if you're on the death and the family, and then you go left in the banner picture.
1: Yeah, I did cross them at all.
0: Oh, and then there's atrocities, Lord of Rage.
1: Atrocities came up for Ooh. me a minute ago. So
0: he's to the uh, the Supergirl ones to the right of Atrocities. Mm,
1: it wouldn't come up for me at all, which is annoying. But that's okay. I've seen Atrocities. Atroc. Oh, there yeah, we go. I got it. Guy Gardner. I will just say this right now: is a character that I really don't like. But I know that that's kind of the point of Guy Gardner. You're not supposed to like him because he's a moron and he thinks a lot of himself. Uh, I kind of like a villain version of him. Apparently this is in the comics right now and they're kind of trying to hide the fact that they have these rings from Superman, Um, like both of them. Uh, I don't really know much more than that, but apparently it's actually a story in the comics at the moment. Um, Of the two of them, I think Guy Gardner is the winner of those two sculpts personally. It's just a really, really Badass looking mini. They're both. All right. Moving on. Um, like if you're interested in the DC universe, like Night Models are definitely... I've been considering looking at it again, um, but I keep on talking myself out of it. And I'm going to continue doing that because I don't need more stuff. War Cradle Studios are releasing a new two-player starter set for Dystopian War. Now, I say new. This is not replacing the old one. It's coming alongside it. So this particular one uh, has two different forces than the old one. It's just giving you a new fleet to buy in with one of those is the imperium and the other one is the crown uh as opposed to the original one that has two different forces in it i really really love the imperium stuff but those zeppelins are just all kinds of cool
0: i, I was gonna say like it's nice to see zeppelins in the game because i that... That was the one thing that, like, caught my attention initially with Dystopian War was, you know, you have your ships, you have your planes, you have your land stuff, you have your Zeppelins. Like, like the the game was all-encompassing as far as um, units available. Yeah. yeah. The, um,
1: I just, everything about those giant Zeppelins just screams amazing to me. And I like the fact that there's, like, these really huge, stupidly huge-looking ones, and then there's the little mini ones as
0: well. Little smaller ones too, yeah. <clears throat> oh, and then there's the uh sh- uh the shield helicarrier
2: Yeah, that's what I was gonna say too, with the other one, the top three. Oh, I didn't even notice that. Of that's actually Yeah. The uh the war rotors.
1: Nice. I mean they're not actually heli helices, but they are it,
2: it, oh, it, a it's like the a
0: mechanical concept, yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah. And then they have smaller ones, too. Some of their
0: aircraft, uh, they're smaller ones. Yeah, the, the, the Tangle class battle rotor. So cute. Yeah.
2: It's
1: cute. Uh, oh, there we go. Oh, nice. It's like a little... It's a boat and a plane had a little baby. Yeah, pretty it's much. Cute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that they, they, War Cradle continue to do some really nice things. Uh, I believe this should all be hard plastic, too, because they do a lot of hard plastics. Uh, This is a really good-looking set, honestly. I I think this is well worth your time if you want to buy in. Uh, And the fact that it's not replacing the old set, it's alongside it, I think is really important Uh, because the problem with two-player starter sets is unless you want the stuff that's in it, it's not really worth it. They're only worth it if you want the stuff that's in it. Uh, And if you are not someone that wants to play either The Crown or... Or the Imperium, you can still buy the old one yeah. that comes with the other two. And I'm trying yeah. to remember what the other two are.
2: Scroll down. Did you see guys see the Ikka Colossus squadrons? They're below the starter set stuff. Boy, do they look cool!
1: The other two was the Enlightened and the Common. Oh. Um,
2: Big giant. Uh, oh, crinkins. the squid. Oh. Squared, yeah. oh, the giant versions of the things
1: I loved in my set. Oh, oh, I think I need them. They look cool. I I, I think I need them.
2: And the little chit, the little chit, uh, automatos. Yeah, I, I have those. those.
1: The one that I unboxed had those in yeah. it. They're little, like, they're actually one piece. They're like an inch long. I need the big version. I don't even care that I don't have a reason to play with them. They're just incredible.
0: It's very um uh, Captain Nemo-esque.
1: Yes. Yes. Which is very fitting for the world, actually. In saying that... Further down, the Black Lake Bayou, that is a really nice-looking house. I mean, I know it's not a giant mall, but that is a really cool-looking house, and that Ooh. is huge. That's a huge yeah. mansion.
2: And I think we've seen the paddle steamer before.
1: Yes, we have. Yeah, we've,
2: we've seen the paddle steamer, yeah.
1: I um I really like the paddle steamer. Yeah. Yeah. All right, shall we discuss some hobby?
0: Yes. Dream, glue, prime, paint.
1: Bruce, you're not talking about... Aiming for the empty. No, I know. I deliberately skipped it because I decided that we are going to be needing the time for our other subject later. George has built something
0: for us. I got the handle replacement in. Nice. It now handles. Nice. So, um, for its price, uh, roughly hundred bucks. Um, it's not a bad little case actually. Um, it, it's got the little quirks of you know, it. It's a small one man shop trying to crank something nice out. Mm. Um. That being said, he's doing a pretty decent job. If I had a chance to talk to him, I would give him some pointers on how to do the trays. Um. But other than that, I, the box itself is is pretty phenomenal. Um. What would you like to change about that, the trays if it was you? So let me grab the busted one. So what he's done is he's got a piece of sheet metal, right? Yeah. And then he cuts these pieces of MDF with the slot and the tongue and groove to make the border. Yeah. And then he's got to, he does this all. He doesn't send you the stuff to put together. He sends it like this. So either one, send the parts and pieces and leave it up to me to do it right. Or two, use thinner MDF, do a large flat sheet for the metal to be glued to, and then a border to glue around on the top. That's multi-piece. Yeah. Because this, th- this is, the, this is the big part. Because if this is off by like, you know, let's see if we can do it that much, it won't go in the case. Yep. Yeah. So, that's that's my one complaint and like where he should focus on doing something different. Uh as far as the design. Um and then oddly enough how we talked about these on the uh the indie 3 episodes ago where something it's like about that. Yep. Why does, that? Yeah, like why does he do like custom images on and stuff like that? <laughs> well, no, he does.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I
0: don't know. I don't know if he listened to us. It was just like, "Oh yeah." Or cuz I cuz I emailed him with our podcast email address. To, to
1: be fair i think so, my words were it's the easiest decision to make more money, more money. It, 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 right, it's yeah. basically no work i mean it it is work but it's a very easy thought.
0: yeah so it'll like he only had like you know 20 like preset images but yeah still um i i'm looking forward to getting voton to put in that case and like do like actual like how does stuff fit in there and whatnot so um and then basically like i i think i mentioned last episode Based off measurements, the the IKEA DTOF display case, two of the trays should fit on one shelf. Mm -hmm. So I I think that would work out, too, for like, you know, displaying your army and then being able to transport it right away. Um, And then something else funny happened. Uh, Upzone. It was the uh, pop-up book terrain. Oh, yes. I forgot Mm, about that. For a while ago. Yeah. Yeah. I gave him him a buck because it was like, I don't know if I could back this, if I want to spend the money on it, but I'll give him a buck, right? yeah they sent me dice for a buck <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> and, I, and I'm, I'm just sitting here thinking like this with the postage because there was postage that probably cost more than the buck i gave you but oh well yeah <laughs> um socks
1: given that you got told that you're not important and that you didn't have to work this week i assume that you've gotten all of your hobby done and that you're gonna sit here for yeah. the next hour and show it off
2: all of it done Yeah, absolutely none, because we weren't expecting to evacuate. We were just putting up our hurricane shutters on Monday, no, Tuesday, finishing them up on Tuesday. And then all of a sudden we get an email saying, no, you're in a mandatory evacuation zone. Get out as soon as you can. So we pretty much packed up the the kids and clothes for about a week and, and drove off. But you're the main man.
1: You're the one everybody comes to see, and you're not even going to deliver. Everybody's going to be very disappointed, so.
0: I know that, sorry. You didn't didn't set up a painting table on the back of the the land yacht that you got your wife? No. My wife would
2: not allow me to have a a mobile paint shop in the back of that thing, no. (laughs) Are you kidding me, George? (laughs) Does she let the kids in it, then? She does let the kids in it, but there is, like, zero eating in that car right now. (laughs) I'm lucky enough to have, like, something with caffeine in it so I can dr- stay awake while I'm driving. Otherwise, it's water. So, no. Nah, she wouldn't let me have Bruce's in your body. But, Bruce, what about, Bruce what about you?
1: I have been building a, I've been building a couple of things. Um, I did a couple of unboxings recently. One of them was for Bushido, where I unboxed Zhu and... Uh, what's the other guy's name? Uh, me? I don't remember, but... Zhu and me? <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> we have this lovely gentleman. He looks short. He is he very look short. Look like short. But it's okay, he gets bigger. He so get bigger. this is a character that basically hulks out. Uh, on my video, I pointed this out. My favourite thing is the frog that's behind him. Mm. He also has another <laughs> frog sitting on his shoulder, which is the one from his hat before. So he's scared right. the living dollar. I, I, I want to know what the background are for the frogs, because I assume that there's a reason that they're there, whether it's from original uh, mythology or whether it's from the lore of the game it's itself. I kind of want it. I don't know. Like, I assume that there's a reason that the frogs are there. I just don't know what it is. So I, I kind of... like Mr Enos, I, I'm still waiting to find out what the story of the frog is. Please. um, th- They were really fun to build. The, the little short guy was only two pieces. His main body and then his head and the hat were together. And the big guy was also only two pieces. The only thing that was separate was the hat, which makes sense from a sculpting point of view because you couldn't do that hat as well as the big body. very. Um... These were really easy to build and actually are really fun. Like, they're, they're just really fun-looking characters. I don't know how well they go as far as competitive players are concerned. Uh, it's not really why I brought them. I just really wanted them. But,
0: yeah. That almost leads into to our next topic of discussion. This is something I've kind of wanted to
1: talk about for a while. and it, It's not the first time we've had this discussion. There's been a number of times we've been very critical towards... Games Workshop in particular with the way that they do their rules. The power group is something that I know really irritates me and George. Not so much Socks because he just doesn't care. Um, eh. But, well, about Games Workshop.
2: Oh, that part? Yes, no. No. But the topic? But, A little bit, yes. Yes. The, the so, main topic that we're going to talk
0: about.
1: Another, another channel in the community, Guerrilla Wargaming, uh... Sorry, uh, Gorilla Miniature Gaming, sorry. Ash Barker released a video on Friday, basically doing a massive rant um, in response to Games Workshop with the Leagues of Voltan. Uh, And basically his opinion was that Games Workshop needs to stop apologising and stop trying to fix things uh, and basically go back to doing what they used to do, which is they just release stuff and then if there's a problem with it, well, the next thing will be more powerful anyway. It doesn't matter. Um, and I'm kind of surprised because I agreed with it. I agreed with his I, point I, of view despite the fact that basically what he's saying is that Games Workshop shouldn't do what I want. I 100% agreed with everything that he had to say. Um, but the... That's, it's not so much that that I want to talk about. It's the general topic of balancing well, versus power creep because it is a problem uh, in more ways than one. And I think what a lot of people, especially the vocal mon- minority, like the people that are very loud about this, I don't think I, they realize that neither
0: side is actually necessarily a good one. I'm going to I'm gonna stop you. And, and not gonna, it's not the vocal minority. It's the vocal competitive. Yes. Because, yeah. So... So, and, and and in his little rant, he talked about how privateer press catered to that competitive market and killed the casual player. Yeah, for that quite game. literally. Uh, like, you, and,
1: and you can't get games, <clears throat> you can't get casual games of Warma Horde. You haven't been able to for a long time because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the main community of that game will run you off. Um, now, that's not privateer press's fault. And to be fair, I know Warma Horde people that are not like that and you know, but the people that are hearing me say this and know me know why I'm saying this out loud, and you also know for a fact that I'm not talking about you because I know that that's not the player that you were. I am speaking to specific people here that might call me out on the fact that I know that they're not.
0: But you also know who yeah. I'm
1: talking about as well.
0: Not mm-hmm. um, so, giving any notes. Uh, and, and and I and I agree with that whole statement of if it's in the casual community and something overpowered has been released in the past, Games Workshop has just been like, eh, whatever, it's new. Yeah. Look yeah. at the look at the Tau when they first came out. Like the only way you could beat Tau was you physically went and grabbed a stick. And started smashing your opponent's minis on the table. That's how you beat the tower. There was Games a point in
1: there, there was a point in the game where you could not play with Eldar without being abused, and I do mean abused. You were not allowed to play with Eldar because of how broken they were uh, mm-hmm. in any scene, competitive, casual, whatsoever, because everybody hated you, and I do mean hated you because you owned Eldar because how dare you um, and it didn't like you could have the most fluffy list and lose uh, but it would be okay because you deserve it because you're an Eldar player Yeah, that is still sure. around to some extent and Eldar are not that powerful they were at one point like, that is why that is a thing. Yeah. Um, but th- this has been a problem with game. And I am still saying problem. I'm saying problem. It's been a problem with Games Workshop for a while, and it's been one that we've been not quiet about because it's something that really irritates us about Warhammer 40K. Not so much with Age of Sigmar. It's not as huge of a problem. I mean, it is, but it's not. Yeah. The game works so, differently, so it doesn't affect it as badly.
0: And, and then here's something else I'm going to mention and, and throw out there. And I'm going to side-eye with an accusatory glance Uh a post i saw earlier um uh, and i and i agree with what the poster said and it was on facebook it was in a warhammer 40k community not the official page but a warhammer 40k page not yeah. the official because I, I have a feeling if, you know the guy would have been like hammer banned for what he said um so the pre-order for voton happened right mm-hmm. oh yes virtually everywhere about. virtually everywhere where you could get voton sold out of voton right You got, like, two squads, two heroes, and the bikes. You got tokens, blah, 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 and you got a nice, pretty, full artwork cover codex. Then you start hearing about, like, really quick, Germany specifically, as you mentioned, nope, you can't play Votan. Votan's banned. There's other places where they've said, no, you can't use Votan. This is not right. So literally pre-order happened pre-order shipped there's less than 20 it was less
1: than 24
0: hours people literally got the stuff on what friday saturday and
1: and it was gone by monday yeah
0: tuesday Tuesday, wednesday at at the latest games workshop is saying we're changing this so literally before tournament games could literally even happen they've already nerfed change the rules whatever you want to call it and i would almost like here's where i'm going to do the accusatory side they intentionally released this army with that codex with those rules appearing broken the meta chasers going after the most powerful army to win because that's all they care about is the meta and winning because they're competitive they don't have fun bought it all and the games workshop no longer has inventory and they said now we're changing the rules on you. Yeah.
1: I don't agree. Because, well, it's not that I don't agree. But, I, I do believe it would be possible, but I don't think they've actually... If
0: I you look at the quality, if you if you look at the production quality of the nerfing video, there's no way they did that in that short amount of time. That was a prepared, ready video, in my opinion. And that's why I'm going to give them the, not, not as straight on stare, but the side-eye accusatory. Like, you kind of did that on purpose. You knew what you were doing... And you did that on purpose. I think they did it sooner than they were wanting to because of all the initial outrage from tournament organizers and like what i just bought this and i can't play it you're banning it i think that's why that was so soon that they released that i i there's a part of me that thinks that this was very intentional this was to hype up to get the sales and then balance that out for the for the meta
1: to be fair when was the last time they released a codex and didn't faq it day one it happens monthly
0: regularly well So, but this is ha- the first. It doesn't happen. This is the it first time happen. they've um, on, a, on an existing army on a new edition. Well,
1: yeah. Th- this is the first time where I've seen them respond to a point of like, Games Workshop don't admit fault. Games Workshop don't admit fault. This is again. This is new. Uh, the fact that they've done it and then made a joke out of it at the same time is on brand. But Games Workshop don't admit fault ever. They're never wrong. Uh, the community is just not seeing things in the right way. Um, I think it's probably important to remember that. But again, this is here's the problem, and I know I said this in our off off topic discuss- our off camera discussion. If you want to do power creep, you can't do balance at the same time. It doesn't work. No, mm-hmm. it is one. Nope, absolutely not. Or it's the other. You cannot release something more powerful every month and then still have it balance out with everything else. I'm going to use nope. the case of Bushido. Not that Bushido is like there are still things that come out that are like a little bit more powerful than they should and they still need to fix them, but everything is played. It's why they only have like five or six models come out a month because everything is play-tested. Everything is put through the community by the time it hits shelves, there's none of these questions that are left. Because that is what they do. They also have a game that's small enough that they can afford the time for that. Games Workshop don't care about balance, and they never have, and that's the problem. Yeah. They've admitted this themselves in the past. This is not an opinion. This is fact. They've said this out loud several times over the last few decades. They don't care about balance. It's not what they're here they're here to sell mo- yeah, They're here I'm to not sell sure. models. They- they've even said out loud that they're not a they're not a gaming company. They're a miniature company. Yeah. Uh, they got a lot of hate for that from the audience that is very un, that's very unhappy with this as well. Um, I think the problem is is that most Games Workshop customers are not competitive players. It is a large percentage of their customer base, but most people that buy this stuff, most of the people that get accused of being sheep aren't competitive players. Uh, The fact that 40K has never been a competitive game, it's forced to become one, speaks volumes um that that's kind of the problem here but you can't have both uh, i think like games workshop have been trying to play both for the last 12 months or so and i think what we're seeing now is that's backfired on them because they're no good at it they
0: they are terrible no. at balance no they always have been it's not in their skill set um you had well and i was just, i was just looking here real quick so we're looking you know you, you know technically you have like what uh like was it 12 armies? Just for Space Marine. Yep. Right, and then you have the Imperium, which is six more armies. Then you have Chaos, which is five more armies. Yeah, and you then can't you balance Xenos, all of that. It's is, too much. What? Uh, nine more armies for Xenos now. I. So we're talking what over twenty armies, and you want that balanced? You can't do it. And whenever they talk to, about
1: their to, game or a new edition of their game, they're also very careful to always talk about the narrative aspect of the game. They don't Mm -hmm. talk about competitive until after, every single time. And I think people choose to ignore that conveniently when it's because people make these decisions when it's convenient for an argument.
0: Well, let me argue this, right? So, uh, Sox, you've been into Adepticon, right? No, they don't do tournaments. They do tournaments. No, no, the one you went to, uh, Gen Con. Gen Con. Uh,
2: Do they do tournaments there? Yes, they okay. had a, they had a legion one there.
0: Okay, so so okay, so legion, right? So how many people that played legion in that tournament?
2: Uh, I want to say they had sixty. Almost 64 the first day, and I have like 48 or so the second day. So, okay, the, so let's just say 50, drop
0: we'll, we'll just say 50, right? 50 people. Mm-hmm. Is that a good representation of the community? I'm gonna say no. Do you know why? Because, okay, so that's in Indianapolis, right? Okay, so yep. you figure 50 people times that out by we'll just do 50, right? 500, no, 5,000, right? 5, yeah, twenty five thousand. Twenty five hundred. Oh yeah, twenty five hundred. Yeah, twenty five. Yeah, I, I can math, right? Twenty five hundred. Is that an accurate representation of all the players of Star Wars Legion? No. Absolutely it's, not. No, it's just That's a representation
1: like, of the top of the league. That's all it is.
0: You're talking like what five percent? Generously five yeah. percent? What about the other ninety-five percent? Yeah, this they don't the care problem. about balance. They care about the fun. They care about the story. They care about hanging out with their friends and playing a Star Wars game. Yeah. And so when when a company and, and, and this is true of anything, if you listen to the top five percent, most vocal people, and cater to them, it's going to get ruined. A game, a store. A restaurant, government, whatever. If you only listen to one little part, it's going to get ruined. Period. Boaty McBoatface. Yeah. Bodie There you go, Bodie McBoatface.
1: Because that's exactly the same argument. If you
0: look at no, the is, if you, you look perfect. at the
1: Super Bowl, the Super Bowl is the pinnacle of the NFL. But it is not a representation of the entire league. It's only a representation of two teams from that. Is it the pinnacle? Well, yes. Well, Do people always want to be there? Yes, of course they do. But it doesn't represent the entire league. It only represents the people that got... Or can, if afford, I'm not a
0: comp- or can afford to get there. Yes. Because you're looking... The average ticket price for the Super Bowl is, like, what? Four or five grand now? Oh, like, for no. the cheap ones? Versus, like, you know, a regular old... I don't, What does what a Buccaneers ticket cost? Like, you can get, like, you know, what? Actually, five or, they are the no. second
2: most expensive... Ticket here in the states, okay.
0: but is but it double digits, triple digits? You know, it's double, it's,
2: it's it's triple. You're yeah, looking at so, about
0: hundred bucks, hundred fifty. So, so, so prime example here. Let, let, let's uh let, let's put in that term. Okay, we'll do we'll just do sports events in general. The people that go to the to the actual event and pay the hundreds of dollars for the ticket, the hundreds of dollars for the food and parking and everything associated with that. That's the top percent. Everyone else is gathering at some house, you know, whatever. That's the majority of. Them. That's the demographic you need to worry about, not the top t- top percent that can, you know, whatever.
1: I have a better example of this. The Toronto Toronto Maple Leaf Home Games. Generally speaking, th- this is 10 years old, so if this has
0: changed Toronto, I apologise. Uh,
1: but if I'm right, let me know that I'm right. Um, Toronto Tor- Maple also, Leaf... It's
0: Toronto, they, su- they accept your apology because it's Canada, so <laughs> you already apologise, <laughs> they accept it.
1: <laughs> um, Toronto Maple Leaf Home Games, you can never get tickets for them. Fans never go. It's always business because that's where all the business gets done in the stands of the of the games uh it's quite at least at the point where i was visiting uh because i was like oh i'd love to go to a game because i've never seen a game on that you would never get in because the only people that can afford to buy the tickets are the businessmen fans can never get
0: in yep so and, and that's and that and that's where that goes back to the you know why does games workshop carry about care about you know the top five percent care about the ninety percent well it's- oh, care about the. the Care about the 75%.
1: Generally speaking, there's two ways that you can organize to have a game. And this is the main thing that I wanted to Either you want your game to be balanced, uh, and that's not a bad thing. Like It's not a bad thing to aim for. Balance is very important for a game Uh Uh, because otherwise you only have one army that sells. The other side is that you aim for a more narrative or something along those lines. Power creep generally feels into fields a narrative point of view. um people that enjoy playing things competitively will always argue for the balance unless they are that person that you never want to play with and quite frankly a lot of these vocal people are that person um because they're just trying to justify their arguments and why they think should be the most powerful
0: um yeah i will, I will play an army that is you know in the power creep terrible as long as one the person i'm playing with just wants to play to have fun play the game to play the game as soon as I, if i'm playing someone and they're like oh yeah this is my new tournament army i want to test for the meta i'm, I'm trying to go for like you know blah, blah blah i'll pick myself up and walk away and be like i'm not playing that game
1: yeah because that's not what you're there for
0: that's that's not the game i want to play if you want to go buy the newest army spend two thousand dollars because that's where the power creep is and it's going to allow you to turn three you know table your opponent and you know you do well in tournament i don't that's the person i don't want to play with
1: that's the reason why i don't play magic the gathering in a a competitive for exactly the same reason it takes the fun away socks we've mentioned legion a couple of times and i know that you did want to talk about this but where on the ballot like when it comes to balance versus narrative where is it because i have a feeling that's more towards the narrative side not towards the balance or am i wrong there
2: so it sways so um for a while galactic republic was was very very hard to beat. you you could almost win every single game if you played galactic republic the clones um, just because some of their stuff was very, very strong. But then it got swayed when the new Shadow Collective stuff came out, the, uh, the Scum and Villainy factions. Yep. Um, and so a lot of the Republic players were like, we can't take any of this stuff and we need point balance adjustments because all our stuff is expensive, but yet they had some of the best units out there in the game for a while. Um, it was only you, okay when
1: they were the ones that were winning.
2: Yeah. <clears throat> you were rolling the best offensive weapon dice for for attacks and you were rolling the best defensive weapons or defensive dice in the game and so as a as a rebel player or as a droid player who rolls as a a droid player you roll the worst attack dice for some of your for your majority your your stuff and you're on the worst defense stuff dice for the majority of your stuff which is the b1 droids unless you get some of the more powerful stuff you're not going to win as a droid player because you need some of that that stuff. And so it, it, it sways back and forth. Yeah. Um the narrative stuff helps coming out with the wookies and and I'm looking forward to some of the stuff. However, there's uh the Mandalorian, his uh Dinjarin is coming out, and a lot of people just see by seeing his cards, he's available for Rebel and Empire only. Um he has an ability that can pretty much you move him and you can shoot anywhere across the board. Anywhere. Range is not a factor to him. And so they're gonna be seeing they're saying that even though he hasn't been played by the community, he's 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 gonna be a very very powerful unit because he can shoot anywhere on the board range is not a factor to him he's using the entire turn of his to be able to do that one ability but it's so we'll see how how it goes um Um,
1: i think it's probably also worth mentioning because i have a feeling with some of our previous comment might be thinking that we have a problem with the tournament scene we don't and we're not saying that the tournament scene not important. uh from a business point of view that's not where they make their money what I just kind of had because atomic mass games don't make their money from tournaments either. They support it, obviously they do because it's an important part of the community. But it's not the yeah, community; no. it's just a part of it. that. That's what. Just in case that was confused earlier with with the earlier rants. Um, I think privateer press. I think pro. I think that the privateer press part of this argument I think might be overplayed because. The fact that they concentrated on competitive competitiveness is not the only reason why that game fell over. They also lost a huge part of their staffing to Atomic Mass Games. That was a company that was created by former privateer press. And all of those people that were involved were the heart of that game. That is a bigger reason why that fell over. Uh, but I can well, completely understand where he's coming from by mentioning. Because it's not the only one. It- I mentioned earlier Guild Ball before we were recording. Guild Ball was a game that was supposed to be fluffy and creative, but the community wanted it competitive, and in the end, the company behind it, Stemforge Games, went, "You know what? We're done. We don't want to do this game anymore. We we don't enjoy this game anymore. It's become something that we don't enjoy. Uh we're done. We are not making it anymore." And they just they they killed their cash cow and created something new. Uh for that exact reason because not everybody enjoys balance. I do. I love balance. And I'm sitting here making an argument against my own point.
0: <clears throat> so I'll, 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 rewind you a couple, a couple of seconds there where you said, you know, a lot of the privateer plus you know, went to do AMG, you yep. know, and it's, you know, right when the middle of all this is happening. And I would argue that possibly those people left, uh, PP to go do AMG because they didn't like how they were being forced in this direction of tournament, 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 and they're like, no, we're going to go do this. Well,
1: private we press, privateer press was always about the competitive nature, but at the same time, the power creep in that game was no less problematic than it was. No, yeah. um, the, the community, in my opinion. For Warmer, my opinion, uh, very much like to pick their battle with that and ignore the bit that doesn't work. Uh, because it was competitive, it was always seen as balanced, but that wasn't actually necessarily the case people were going out and having to buy hundreds of dollars worth of models for that game all the time as well because every time something new came out to hotness they had to change their lists and and everything like, that's not just a 40k thing. uh people oh, like yeah. to complain oh. that it's just a 40k it's not 40k is a standard bearer because it is 80 well that company is like 85 90 of the industry um mm-hmm. privateer press at one point almost killed, and I'm not exaggerating here, they almost killed Games Workshop at one point because Games Workshop made some very stupid mistakes. Um, but I was kind of, like, the conversation was supposed to be moving along a little bit. So we've got two we we've got two arguments here. We've got an argument for balance and an argument for narrative. From a business point of view, obviously Powercreate makes a lot of sense because if people always have to buy the new thing, then you're always going to make more make money, money in theory. Uh... There's problems with that, though, because a company needs to be big enough to be able to keep up with that sort of release schedule. Uh, Games Workshop even themselves have had issues trying to keep up with that, especially when COVID hit. Um, A company like GCT could never do that because they're not big enough. TT Combat could never do that because they're not big enough. Um, So does that mean that you have to balance? Here's the problem with a balanced game. A balanced game is the most fragile rule set you will ever find um Mm. all it takes is one mistake one thing that's off balance and it completely throws everything off now obviously the solution to that is test 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 which is what companies like gct and tt combat do but games workshop are not capable of that because they everything has
0: so so i'm going to talk about a, a favorite game of ours uh drop fleet commander Yep. When that first came out, that was probably and still is one of the most balanced games that you can get your hands on. Just because, and and when Dave was doing this, you know, and we're we're talking about, you know, I mean, it it is a big enough game that you know it is international, but it is very small. And the fact that you know, how long has it been around now? Eight years, Uh, Uh, two thousand and seventeen. Size, well, I I I was thinking like you know the Drop Universe in general, like including Drop, drop yeah. Yeah, it's if 10 if years you're talking
2: about drop uh about 9 10 yeah
0: i'm pretty sure it's 10 years and how many and how many armies are there five yeah this is my yeah this is my point so so you know it, 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 unless some different alien faction rears its ugly head from somewhere in the galaxy or whatever you're not going to have more than five factions for a game like that the way dave designed it mm-hmm. you've got your your post humans who are like this is bad. We're gonna run away with this white sphere. To the humans of like, no, we're gonna stay here. To the humans of like, we ran away, but we learned stuff and we're coming back. To the aliens who took everything over, and super advanced aliens are like, we hate you all. Fight our battles for us. Yeah. So you you, you start getting past that. Like a and, and Privateer Press for a while, you know, they had that too. They mm-hmm. had what, four, five factions to start with? Then they brought in Hordes, which is another four factions, so they essentially doubled it yeah what are they at now like 12 total no they're, they're, still... they're
1: upwards of 20 or more like they're on they're on community to ask kill faction as part of fullation
0: well, and, and that's yeah and that and, 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 and to go back to that you know we even talked about you know specifically games workshop right you know 40k versus you know sigmar there's all this problem in 40k. There's 30 armies. Sigmar does not have that problem because there's not 30 armies. Sigmar think, has half the armies.
1: I think the problem is if all you're concentrating on from a business point of view is the tournament scene, what then happens? That's, to, that's what happens when yeah. you have people that don't enjoy tournaments. I don't enjoy tournaments. I, I have taken part of them and I have enjoyed specific tournaments, but generally speaking, it's not something I I try to avoid competitive game uh not sorry i try to avoid competitive scenes because it's just not something i i enjoy i enjoy a more narrative fun i I will like Mm -hmm. a competitive game but i won't look for specifically something that's only but if i wanted to play something that was competitive i would play magic the gathering all the time god knows i could find games because that is the heart and soul of what that's designed for but i really don't enjoy magic the gathering because most of the casual aspect of that game is ignored uh, by the... Uh, 40K, mm-hmm. I like think the vocal... But the actual community out there, most of it doesn't do narrative that you find. Like the, I'm not talking customer base because there's a huge percentage of the customer base ignored by the, this is the narrative players and the I'm just doing it for hobby players kids that are playing with their brothers like the kids in 40k is much bigger than most of the community realize they can complain and moan about it all day all day long but it is much bigger than people think there is a lot of kids that buy game products why games workshop had to start censoring down that you that you also uh, it is a fact of that life like kids are part of that
0: game and have been from the start um god yeah i still remember the conversation a few years ago like they've done new bloodthirsters they've done new unclean ones they've done new uh you know uh uh uh, what is the 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 zinch one the bird of pride yeah Um, the change whatever it's like you know like it's like so Gabe's workshop is trying to be a little more like family and kid-friendly. How, how are they going to do Salinesh? They're not. They, they removed them. Friendly. No, they're they,
1: back. No, I know. But they deliberately removed them at the time because they couldn't because they yeah. didn't know how to fix it. Uh, and what did they do? They took Salinesh in a different direction that still fits with Salinesh. Um, I mean, there's still sexualized parts of it, but it's not the creepy over-sexualized that it used to be. Like, it's not the in-your-face, oh, my goodness, this thing has breasts and are nude. Like it, no, It's they're, not they're- It's not that anymore. <sighs> Everything is... I mean, it's, it's suggested more than it's out there now. Um... But my point was more, I'm not saying that the tournament scene is not important to the games. Obviously, they are. But if that's all that you concentrate on, it's actually a small part of the business. Uh, There are far more Star Wars Legion players out there than show up to tournament events. Yes, there are. There's at least two more in your house.
2: Yes, And, and I'm getting to the point with my local tournaments here that it's the same three or four players that win every single time. That's not unusual. So, like, so, why go? And and they've got invites to world. That's yep. how good these players are. And so I'm just like, I'm not going to ever win. I'm never ever going to get above pop five, ever. That, yeah. that was my scene as well. That was my 40k scene. So,
0: so and then, uh, oh God, my train of thought. Um, when was the last time you did a tournament for something? Uh, It was a blind doubles, bring a thousand points. Yep, I did and one so, of those back so in the day. You, so, and like that, that sounds fun to me. It's just like, you know your names are put into a hat names are drawn out and that's your teammate and so i was just like cool that sounds like fun so i had a I tournament like that i got my i got my wolf in i got my wolf i got my thunder wolf calvary i got my Fresh and wolves i got my outrider detachment ready to go i got it dialed in points wise got it painted and i was just like All right, I cannot shoot a damn thing. My teammate better be able to shoot because my goal is to get across the table in half a turn and start opening things up. I got tagged or teamed up with the only other melee player, too. So (laughs) we had a royally fun time of not winning. Yeah. Because I. Between 2,000 points, I think there was five guns total in the armies, M- mine and his army. So, I had but- a similar
1: experience, <laughs> but with 750 points, uh, my Blood Angels, and I got teamed up with a Necron player, so we were Team fist Fistbump because of the meme. Uh and we actually came first, as I know. We came third, sorry. It's the only time I've ever actually placed in a tournament. Uh, yeah. But that's not the most fun part of it. Like, I genuinely didn't think we were going to place. Um, but it's genuinely the most fun I've ever had in a game because I like I couldn't look at it from a competitive point of view. And because nobody else could either, it meant that the games were more fun and they were closer because you couldn't prepare for it.
0: Right. I mean, so, so prime example, right? At least two games, I made stupid, questionable charge attempts with my wolf. Why? Mm-hmm. Well, it's either move strategically like you normally would if you had proper support and survive, which, oh, I didn't have that, so I was going to get shot up anyways, yeah. or just go for it, try to get there, and wreck as much havoc as I can. I uh, did all but two wounds to a knight in one turn. doing. I also so- lost half my wolf in- but
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I I think the point that we're trying to make here is there's a lot of different ways to approach a game, uh, and although us as a community will obviously try to argue for the balance all the time, it is worth remembering that there's more to a business than just that. And hey, you know what? Balance isn't always fun either. Like narrative gameplay is where a lot of the like the fun comes from. That one, the one soldier that happens to survive those five shots to the head and then still manages to take out the monster that's half his size. How did he do that? Probably because his rules wasn't balanced enough and he probably should have been killed ages ago. But that doesn't matter at that point. That's when it's fun. Here,
0: here, here, here's a prime example. Here's the best example of fun. It's, it's Age of Sigmar. Gotrick. Gotrick is fun to play because he is so damn ludicrous. Yeah, he's also six hundred points. Yeah, but he's ludicrous and he's fun. Yeah, so he's um, been
1: balanced right where it makes sense.
0: Right? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's like he's an MC man of points. You know, yeah, he can take out you know chaos gods by himself. He can you know wipe a board. Oh, he only moves four inches a turn. You can't transport him in any way, so he's got to run his little ass across the board, you know, but he's fun when you finally get him engaged. There you are, know, I, there I, I are think-
1: entire communities of people that came together to fix games to make them tournament legal. Uh, like, 40K in particular, there was a huge group ITC. of people across, the tra- across Australia on point uh, that, quite frankly, gave up because... The community ruined the fun for them. I know most of Mm -hmm. these people. They gave up because the community ruined it. Uh, ITC is, yes, the best example of it. Uh, And then sometimes, sometimes you just get a game where it doesn't need it. Infinity doesn't need it because it was designed from the ground up and locked into still being fun. A lot of balance games aren't fun. Infinity has a community That loves everything they do, and it's because the game works. Um, But not every game is like that.
0: Well, well, in Infinity, like the way that game is played, there's only like there's only like really a specific way to play that game. Yes, there's there's many different ways. play you know star wars there's many different ways for sigmar 40k warm malafide yeah so i mean you know that opens it up you know so you know infinity i think is one of those rare things where it's like you know they stay balanced and on an even keel because of how they designed the game the way the game's played and the community that likes that game yeah um going back to you know bringing up itc games Workshop. Let ITC worry about tournament and balancing and stuff. You that's what they were there for the to begin with. Yeah. That's, you know, don't, don't do what, what, uh, uh what's, what's his name again in, in the video that we Jam- watched? James uh, Workshop. Oh, uh, Ash Parker. Yeah, Ash. Ash is right. Stop apologizing. Make the game. Make the game fun. Let ITC worry about making it balanced. Let, let ITC worry about, you know, balancing the game out. I'm sure if you gave them time the, the reason why Germany was just like, nine, it just came out. They didn't have a chance to look at it.
1: Yeah. And th- they would you have know? had a tournament coming up where it was going to be a problem.
0: Two two months from now, they would have probably figured out a way to balance it out. Like, you can only say same- so many of this, so many of those so-
1: The same thing happened you know? with Knights at one point. Knights were banned initially until they found a yeah. way to make them work. Yeah. They, they yes. were banned in a couple of Australian scenes I know of. I don't know about Germany, but they were banned in a couple of scenes down here for at least six months until they could figure out how to use them and make them fair. But I think this is the point where we hand over. Like, Obviously, you're going to have an opinion one way or the other. As to how you feel that this should go, maybe you disagree with us entirely. Uh, maybe you think we have a couple of points, but we're not quite on the money, uh, or maybe there's something that we've missed. Um, The last thing I probably want to say from a personal point of view is, yes, Games Workshop probably need... like Games Workshop need to concentrate on what Games Workshop does. Uh, and if that means Absolutely. that they don't deliver the game that we want, then, hey, you know what? We've got to play something else. And quite frankly... Most of us in this podcast are playing something else anyway, so why would they be worrying about three random people
0: from across the world? Uh, like, well, and, and, and that's the beautiful thing about Games Workshop. If you don't like this, they literally have thirty other options for you to pick from. And and, and here's a and-
1: wild and crazy idea. You know that ten percent of the industry that have a lot of different games in it, go and buy one of them. Quite frankly, there are companies out there making games. Why is what 40K is? 40K is nowhere near as fun as you think it is. I challenge you to try the rest of the industry. That 10% should be much larger. If you're unhappy about this, speak with your wallet. I'm dead serious. I'm not saying that you can't play 40K and you can't enjoy it, but if you're unhappy about this direction, speak with your wallet and stop just doing what you're told. There's games out there that put Games Workshop to shame.
0: So... I. I, Get I into think the comments. Give us your thoughts. Yep. Here, here, here's another thing to end on too. You know, the game is who you play with too. Very much so. If, if you're not liking the game or and who you're playing with, it might find be the people. a different game to play.
1: Or, or it could be the you people know, that you're playing with. If you don't like it when it gets competitive, don't play with competitive people. Yeah. If you're not a competitive person, you can sit there and try to think that you're going to learn to be that player, or you like but maybe you just don't like that. That was my mistake. I tried to be stubborn and learn from these people for a long time, but the fact is, is I just didn't enjoy it because that's not the sort of gamer that I am. doesn't mean that I'm not a gamer. It just means I don't like that style of game. That's why I don't mm. play COD on the computer. I don't enjoy that. I would rather have fun, or at least what I perceive it. But, yeah, get into the comments. Let us know your thoughts. Obviously, some of you are going to have some very vocal thoughts on this. This is a hot topic uh, but try to be nice to each other in the comments, or I won't be. Speaking of tournaments, all oh, right. <laughs> first thing, first things first. Michelle wants to apologise because he forgot to mention that this was coming up. Uh, Spiel is coming up next weekend. This is happening on the same weekend that PAX Australia is happening. So it's October 6th till 9th at Messe Essen. Uh, it's in Germany. So if you're in Germany or you're nearby Germany, like Spiel is the scene. It's the big one. Um, it's their
2: Gen Con, pretty
1: much. It's probably the only convention that rivals Gen Con, realistically. That and UK Games Expo, that would be your big three internationally.
0: Yeah. And con. Well,
1: yeah, but I was kind of... Yeah, I was trying to think of countries. And Gen Con is bigger than Adepticon, so I went for Gen Con. Um, anyway, uh, there is still the Slow Grow League happening in the Drop Fleet Commander, even though I deleted it from the thing. It's still happening. Uh, the ter- ter- terrain building competition is still happening on the Drop Zone Commander community Facebook page. If you enjoy Drop Zone, Join that community. It is the community to be part of for that game. Um, PAX Australia is happening next weekend. We're going to have a quick look at that website very, very shortly. Uh, it's October 7th till night. Three-day passes are all gone. Saturday passes are all gone. I did warn you. Uh, Friday passes are, at last I checked, 70% sold out. Uh, this is your last chance. You have to buy now or you will not get in. Um, you might Be lucky to find some at the door. I would not hold your breath. This is your last chance, Australia. It is worth going. Uh, PAX Unplugged is coming up from December 2nd till 4th. Uh, Very, very quickly. Yes, 70% sold out. Sunday Sunday is the one that you're easily able to get into at this stage. The panels are now live. The exhibitors are now live as well. So if you want to have a look, see what's there, I will be there. I will be there with a camera. Um, Well, I'll be there with my phone recording things. I will be approaching certain booths. We've already picked out a couple of things that we want me to have a look at. Uh, There is a booth for Star Wars Legion that we're very curious to see what it is. We don't know if it's a fan thing. We don't know if it's a demo table. Uh, the demo tables are usually hosted on a separate list. So that, at very minimum, will be things that I will be checking out. Uh, if you have something that you would like me to look at that you know is going to be there, reach out to us, gettingtable.gmail.com Do it before Friday so that I actually have time to get there. If you are hosting something at the event, let me know. Uh, If there's demo tables, I do intend to get around to the demo tables and try to get conversations with people. Uh, At the same time, I am just going to be having a look at things as well. Not everything is going to be for the podcast. But if you see me out, say hello. You're more than welcome. Uh, Just maybe don't walk in front of my camera while I'm filming. George, what do you got coming up? Anything exciting? No. Socks, uh, when does your world domination (laughs) begin?
2: I. uh... Uh, never.
1: Never? <laughs> you're a, you're a terrible dictator. I'm very disappointed in you.
0: I know that. I know that. You can find us on uh, Patreon on www.patreon.com gettingtable. Please help support us. Uh, it pays the bills. It helps us keep this going. Uh, you can find majority of our stuff being posted to facebook.com slash gettingtable. Uh, it's where we post everything. It's where you find out about videos, podcasts, and other things that we find on the interwebs. You can, of course, watch this podcast on YouTube at YouTube.com slash GettingTable. Please like and subscribe to the channel. You'll be alerted when we post new videos. Um, email us at uh, GettingTable getting at table gmail.com. Twitter and Instagram are at GettingTable. And then Bruce has a Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash Bruce. And of course our website gettingtable tabled slash our little Thank, Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. For listening to Getting Table. Music used in this podcast was created by Eric Matthias at soundimage.org.